hello everyone. I'm Jack and you're listening to the Dev90X podcast. It is day one or the end of day one. Today is Saturday and day one was Friday. I'm kind of liking this routine of recording in the morning the next day about the previous day because it's really nice to just reflect on what I've done. And actually, I also did a little bit of work this morning before this recording and that counts as day one too. So I'm going to talk about that. So what I want to talk about is, again, where I'm at and what I'm struggling with at the moment. And there's a bit of a story to it. (laughs) So when I decided that I'm going to do a handstand app. I didn't know if this was feasible or even possible. Um, And those are both both the same thing. (laughs) So I didn't know, I didn't know if it was, if the technology was good enough. And and the first thing that I started to do is to do some research. I was looking for somebody else who has done the same thing or something very similar to it. I started listening to podcasts, um, I was watching YouTube videos, I was researching the internet, reading blogs, um, GitHub projects, I was just, I was looking everywhere trying to find someone who's done something similar. And at first it seemed like this was a very novel thing, like there's no one else out there doing it. But as, as I started to dig deeper and deeper, I, I realized that it takes a little while, but once you once you find the right thing to look for, the right keywords to search, the right kind of domain area to be looking in, then it just opens up a whole new world of things. And that's what I what I found with computer vision and AI. I found a podcast that was specifically dedicated to computer vision called Computer Vision in Production. And that's been a great podcast. It's fairly new, fairly recent. But on that podcast was one episode of a guy who has built an app or has worked in a team that's built an app for fitness using exactly the same thing. Um, It's basically like a fitness coach. It's called Fitness Ally. It reads from the front-facing camera of the iPhone. And they went through the whole process of understanding the tech understanding the limitations, deciding that you could, they could only reasonably do it on iPhone and not Android to begin with um, because of the frame rates and limitations and you know, listening to their story of training their models and then having trouble translating those models so that they can run in Apple's native, um, native environment. It really just, it just clicked everything. Just listening to that one story clicked everything for me and I realized that it's possible and that I was on the right track in my research. So that was really great. At that point, I decided that, all right, this is doable. I'm trying to do something that's even easier than what these guys are doing. These guys are trying to make an app that can read all kinds of workouts. Um, and I'm just trying to make an app that can read handstands. So this is a bit of a, a story about my journey into my learning resources and what I'm focused on right now and how I came to be focused on, on that. When you're learning, there's so many things that you can learn. Like there's a million and and one different things that you can be focused on. And I think that, you know, even within AI, there's so many things there's, you know, there's deep learning, there's machine learning, there's, uh, (laughs) you know, there's computer vision, there's NLP, 
and then and more. There's so many so many different things, and there's it's an expanding field, and you can be an expert on any one of those things. So being able to focus on computer vision really helped progress me along in this journey. So I I made the decision that it was going to be an iPhone app because iPhone is a standardized hardware platform. Every iPhone of that make of that level is the same. The software is standardized. It's just in terms of getting a, a, a user experience that's good to the end user, so much easier than Android, where you have so many different edge cases, all these different hardware configurations, all different configurations of Android software. It's just such a, a difficult thing to get consistent on Android, whereas it can easily be consistent on iPhone. Having said that, I found that I don't understand enough about how to build computer vision models and how to train them, how to, how to build a classifier, how to build an inference model. Side note, I don't actually have to build an inference model. I can use one off the shelf. And there are a lot of different models that run inference on the images. And what I mean when I say by inference, I basically mean like the model that knows how to build that like 3D skeleton or 2D skeleton over the image. That's kind of the hardest part of a computer vision model. And all the biggest companies in the world have been building models that get that part really, really good. And, and now there's so many different off-the-shelf inference models that can hand, deliver those key points, those, those body key points to you. And then you can do stuff with those key points, with that key point data which is like building a classifier, like uh, something that can take the key point data and then say, these key points look to me like that person is sitting down. <laughs> and you have to train it on all these images of people sitting down. And it, through a deep learning model, it'll, it'll understand that those, that configuration of key points equals sitting down or standing up or whatever you want to train it on. You, you just pick... You pick your images, you, you collect your training data, and then you feed it into the, into the deep learning model and it'll understand the classification of those configurations of key points. So that's actually the next step for me in, in my journey is now that I've decided on which model that I'm going to use, uh, it's called MoveNet uh, and it came out in... May of this year, so it's it's one of the latest ones. But prior to that, there was a whole bunch of different ones. There's PoseNet, there's Blaze Pose, there's um, uh, I think ResNet 50 is another one. There's all these different ones, and they they're of varying degrees of quality. They've got different features. For example, some of them can detect multiple people and do key points for multiple subjects in the frame. At the same time, others can only do one subject in the frame, so it'll just pick one person and it'll draw a skeleton on that. Uh, others are super, super fast and lightweight. Others are a bit more heavy, but more accurate. Um, so there's all these different ones, and it's not like one size fits all because you know your, your use case might require a higher degree of accuracy and you're running on dedicated hardware as opposed to you're running on 
pretty light hardware like a mobile device, but you can take a little bit less accuracy. So there's, those are the trade-offs. Generally, it's speed and, and accuracy. <laughs> However, the, the MoveNet model seems to be really good on both. So that's exciting, and I'm super excited. My stuck point at the moment has been getting this MoveNet model to work in the browser. So my first thing, my first challenge is just getting a working demo of a webcam feed getting in, getting inference on a webcam feed using the MoveNet model. At that point, the app doesn't actually do anything. It's, it's just like giving me an array of key point data in my console. And just as the webcam is running, it's just flooding this key point data into the console um, like 60 frames a second. But I, I still need to train a classifier and then run classification on top of that. And that's when I'll actually have the ability to read the, read the webcam or read the, the video and spit out a classification. So this person is just standing up. Oh, now, now this person's in a handstand. Oh, now they're not in a handstand. And then I'll be able to build the app from that, that end point of what the classification of the image is. So that's where I can actually kind of start building the app. And all of this other stuff is just groundwork. But I've been stuck <laughs> just trying to get this demo up and running. So it comes with a tutorial. Like every, every package comes with like installation instructions and a tutorial on how to get it working. And usually you've got a couple of different ways that you can install a third-party library, package, module, whatever you want to call it. Uh, one of the most common ways is using a script source tag at the, in the header section of the HTML file where it just links to the source, which is like on a server, like a, like a CDN server, and they just distribute the packages to everyone who's linking to them. Um, and in that case, you don't actually have to like download the package onto your machine and have it hosted in your directory. And then when you have your app online, it's not hosted in your, in, yeah, it's basically you're just kind of piggybacking off an external server. That's such an easy way to do it because you literally just copy and paste in these script source tags and it just sort of works from that point. But it wasn't working and I don't know why. I was getting these source map errors and apparently these <laughs> source map errors are not, not critical. They're not stopping me, but I'm getting stuck. I, I, can't, get, I, I can't seem to get my, my end point of all of that key point data into my console. So I've been trying all these different ways. And it's funny because I was actually stuck on the source map error thinking that that was the problem for a long time. And I reached out to my friend Renee, and he's assured me that that's not a problem, <laughs> that the, that's not what's breaking my app. It's something, something else. So I'm still trying to figure that part out. But I found the documentation for the MoveNet, like the real, real documentation, which is in the GitHub repository and not on the TensorFlow blog post, which is more of like an expose of what it can do. And it, it's given me a, a few more options for installation um, via NPN or even using Yarn. And so I've been able to do that. And, and now I've installed these packages into my local directory. And 
um, fingers crossed, I'll get it working this time. So that is exciting and that's where I'm at. So that's, that's the update for day one. I have made a semi mini breakthrough and I'm excited to continue building this early, early demo of the posture detection model running in the browser. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on day two.